Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. This is the final word, Pakistan Daily, coming to you from Pakistan. That's where the Pakistan Daily gets made. We're in Lahore. Uh, We are at the stadium in Lahore, whose name we generally choose not to use because it's a bit awkward. Um, Day two of the third test match, and uh, I'm Jeff Lemon, and that's Adam Collins. And he has to tell you all about what happened today, the full day of test cricket in the space of 30 seconds or less. I'll try. Five for two, three, two. Australia resumes at lunch. They'd added 88 without losing a further wicket. Carey and Green both beyond 50, but neither converted that to their first centuries at test level. Carey outleg before wicket for 67. Green shortly thereafter for 79. That was the start of the reverse swing for Nassim Shah and Shaheen Sharafridi. They took 5 for 50 between them, the Pakistani bowlers, to finish off Australia for 391 late in the second session. They lost an early wicket in reply, that of Imam Al-Haq leg before wicket for 11. They close at 1 for 90. Their 301 runs in arrears with Shafiq and Azhar Ali batting beautifully. Hot. Hot work. It was a hot day. It was a long summary. Was I was long, happy with that. I think, I think I got it into maybe 30. Yeah. I had to talk even quicker yeah. than usual. I think you, you did. I think you did it. No, I was just remembering how long the day was, just yep. watching the cricket, let alone if you were actually out there playing the cricket. Um, let's start, I think, with Cameron Green and Alex yep. Carey. I mean, the the what's happening in Australia's middle order bit has been a, a question for a while. They sort of were sorting out the top order and, you know, Warner and Smith being Warner and Smith and all the rest of it. But there was the, there was the soft underbelly perception. It was like Travis Head at five. Green at six, Kerry at seven, you know, inexperienced players, a good team could go through them. They didn't go through them today. Green and Kerry put on a vital partnership in this innings when Australia could have been in some strife, resuming at five for 232, get through those two cheaply, you can get them out for 280 or so and, and be well on top in the match. And instead, they put on that partnership, they batted right through the first session and they made Pakistan really work for it. Yeah, they added 135 for the sixth wicket. Remembering when they came in, it was on the back of three relatively quick wickets in the final session. It's the second time that Pakistan weren't able to capitalise on a clump of wickets. Of course, the the two at the start, the three at the end, Mm. both followed by a big partnership. 138 yesterday and 135 today, either side of stumps. So... That there was the foundation laid. I mean, yeah, I mentioned they lose five for 50 in that collapse, but they still get to the better part of 400, which will be competitive regardless of how the pitch plays and how Pakistan play. They're in the test match now, that's for sure. Now, mm. the way they get out, credit to Barbara Azam on a couple of fronts. First of all, uh, using Norman Ali uh, straight after lunch, just when it was looking to drift, he got him back on, and it was the quicker ball against the flow of play. I think that's the experience of Norman Ali on display there, where mm. he knew that they were, I think they added 16 runs in about 12 minutes after lunch, and he just does something different. He bowled a delivery at 95 kilometres an hour, shot it through, caught Kerry unawares, trapped leg before, no point reviewing that one, although I think he did review it, but anyway. He, well, um, he did one of those, he started to walk off and then Green was like, we have several reviews yes. left. So Kerry, well. Kerry does the review and then walks to the boundary line, one of those ones, which yeah. I hate. I mean, that is the absolute 
antithesis of what DRS is supposed no, to do for. That, that's Complete right. waste of time, and there has to be a way to stop that sort of thing happening. Anti-Hall of Fame, I can mm. see it already. But yeah, so when he was off, then Kerry um, didn't sort of expose the, the lower middle order. It was just the fact that at the same time down the other end, the seam Shah was brought back when the ball was just at the right age to start reversing, and reverse it did. Mm. We, we've been talking to Wakar Yunus a lot on our broadcast about reverse swing over the entirety of the series, but one theme that he's returned to a few times is about length, mm-hmm. and that when he was a test cricketer, and when he was running a mark here at Lahore and uh, around the world bowling reverse swing, players around the world didn't face a lot of high-quality Yorkers. Now, because of the proliferation of T20 cricket, where Yorkers are being bowled at, at, at high levels from skillful operators week in, week out, they actually aren't half bad at playing them. So mm. reverse swings at its most effective, not at Yorker length, but just back of a length, hitting the top of off stump, or at a good length, you mm. might say. Mm. And that's where he knocks over Green with a beauty. Not a lot of footwork, but the movement was prodigious, like it was for Smith yesterday, and as it was later for Nathan Lyon. The seam finishes with four for 58 from 31 overs with 13 maidens. He was frugal. He was effective. He moved the ball. He's so exciting. What a great selection. He, he made the key interventions, and I think that's yeah. that's the yeah. big part of it. So Shane Afridi ends up with four as well, cleaned up a couple late. But Nassim was the one who got rid of Steve Smith when he was well set on yep. 59. He's the one who gets rid of Green when he's really well set and going really well. Uh, and then, you know, he, he takes out a couple later in the, in the day as well. But it, it mattered. You know, he got Travis Head with that set up too. And Travis Head had faced 70 balls at that point. And you know what Travis Head can do when he gets going. So those, those interventions were all at points where Pakistan looked like they were starting to drift out of the game and he yeah. got them back into the game. He was the one to keep them in it. Um, the bit of bowling to Nathan Lyon was terrific as well. Hit him on the pad, would have missed leg stump by a long way, but because Lyon's setting up outside leg stump, it means that it cannons back onto the stumps. And that's not a fluky dismissal. That's quite a likely dismissal to sure. a player setting up that way. So, you know, it, it, it can sort of roll off the face of the pad, as it were, and go back onto the timber, which it did. So just so impressed with Nassim Shah, the way he bowled the... the the amount of work, the endurance that he put in um, and, and the way he backed up after having to toil a lot in the first test. Yeah, sort of backing over a point that we made last night, but days like yesterday and today, you are reminded that these two guys, Shaheen and Nassim, are going to be new ball bowlers together, hopefully, for like an entire generation for Pakistan. They're, they're 21 and 19 years of age, respectively, provided their bodies stay right. And that's no sure thing at this age. We know that. Mm. We know it takes to about 24 or 25 to be truly durable. Ask Pat Cummins about that. But provided they can manage them carefully enough that they can get through series after series, it could well be that we're seeing the start of something special. And I know that Nassim had taken a five-wicket haul before at test level, a couple of them, I think. And he has a test hat-trick from when he's 16 and he made that electric mm. debut before the pandemic. Today's more important than that. What he was able to do against high-quality opposition on a track that's giving him nothing with the ball reversing, uh, that, that shows the measure of what he might be. And Shaheen, well, his record speaks for itself already, leading this attack for two years. So, yeah, pretty exciting stuff for Pakistan cricket. It's not as though they've been unearthed in this series, but they've just reminded everyone mm. that they are genuine genuine potential world beaters for a long time into the future. So what I really liked about Pakistan today was the intensity, the way they were switched on. Sajid Khan really good in the field again. Noman Ali, the catch to get rid of yep. Mitchell Starks, a really good take, running forward, tumbling forward. You know, these are things we haven't always seen from Pakistan teams in the field. And then after they got the 10th wicket, Mitchell Swepson comes in, whacks a couple of boundaries and then he backs away trying to hit one and loses his stumps and that's it. They've gone through the tail for 
not much. So Australia haven't hurt them with the bottom four, which Australian teams often do hurt opposition teams. Immediately, Barbara Azam called his whole team into a huddle. It wasn't the celebrate the wicket huddle. It was the full circle, the mighty ducks kind of all, let's all get in the middle. Quack. And Yeah. Quack. Yeah. Quack. yeah. And he Quack. was really, Quack. really... Quack. Revving him up. Yeah. He was like, look, it, it, I don't know what was going on in the huddle, but it, it felt it felt decisive. It felt like we are going to give this test match an absolute red-hot go. We want to win this series. It, there was an intensity to it, which you often don't see from teams who might just, after a, you know, a hard four and a half sessions in the field, they might just sort of wander off and be a bit like, oof, all right, let's get seven minutes rest before we have to bat. No, they were they were revved up at the fact that they'd gone through Australia's last few. I like your hand motion there. Mm. Let's deploy the flying V. Mm. Uh, that's it, mm. Mighty Ducks. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and look, uh, even Goldberg though Imam... should never have gone to the Olympics. It so wasn't Imam, good enough to go to the Olympics. Oh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of plot holes in the Mighty Ducks. The Goodwill Games film isn't one of the finer bits of modern uh-huh. cinema, put yeah. it that way um and then especially the bit where gordon bombay is an adult mm-hmm. we, he's like oh and he's talking to hans the bloke mm-hmm. with the skates and mm-hmm. he's like oh had i had i had a quarter of an inch the other way mm-hmm. um it would have been in the goal that that decisive penalty as a youngster yeah then hans goes a quarter of an inch the other way that would have missed all together wouldn't have hit the post yeah. H- how's that cold comfort yeah. either way it's missing yeah. hans yeah hitting either way it wasn't going in the goal hans hitting the post doesn't help buddy Hitting the post. It, it doesn't... doesn't Anyway, uh, yeah. sorry. This Good. has been rattling yeah. around in my brain for many years. No, no, that's fair uh, enough. Back Look, to the I, cricket. I think, and uh, to continue the tangent, our, our listener to the show, Dave from Canberra, is big on Mighty Ducks plot holes. I think we should have him on for an, an episode <laughs> at one point to talk that through. Um, but th- this is a, a sort of preemptive Hall of Fame. I was pleased that I got onto the commentary today. His suggestion that Alex Carey got out for 93 and Karachi in tribute to Tim Payne because he didn't want to go past Tim Payne's <laughs> highest score of 94. Um, the LA Mark Taylor and Bradman, uh, mark of respect, said, no, no, not going past the previous keepers okay. first. Yeah. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Uh, as for the response from Pakistan, um, it was pretty encouraging that Cummins had it reversing. I genuinely think he had it reversing in like over number 13 or something mm-hmm. like that, which corresponds with uh, the league before wicket dismissal. That's what Andrew Smithoff did at Old Trafford, had it reversing after about it 11 overs. It was reversing overs, really early for mm. Stark too, although Stark wasn't quite as effective. But then Cameron Green laid on so they're one for 90 overnight Shafiq batting like a dream again as rally yeah oh, he's good I'll, I'll, I'll hold back on my lavish praise of Shafiq tonight. Until he I'll, makes his 100 tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll really load up again. But I, I will say one thing about Shafiq. I'll say one thing. Late in the day, last over, second last over maybe, he just he plays a couple of picture-perfect forward defensive, so then he practices them, shadow bats them, elbow high, and then he just plays it again, just opens the wrist slightly and pops it into a gap between cover and point for two. The nice. forward defensive, but if you're scoring two runs off your forward defensives, your game's in a good place. Contact high. Architecture in Helsinki, I think. Mm. Was he? Uh, pop culture references everywhere today. Uh, yeah, on on the Azarelli innings, I just want to note that it's 4,270 days since mm-hmm. he started his test mm-hmm. career. And this is the first one where he's batted on his home ground, a Lahori. Yeah. Um, also special for Imam Al-Haq uh, and for Barbara Azam, who'll get a chance to bat tomorrow. They've never done that before, so a mark there. And Azarelli um, goes to bed overnight on 35, 35 I want to say. 40. 35, or oh, 30 rather. And, 30. And, and Asaj, Asaj Shafiq, Abdullah Shafiq. <laughs> Asaj Shafiq, your old favourite. I wish Asaj Shafiq, Shafiq was he's, he's on 45. He's, he's like 50. 50 runs short of being the highest ever run scorer at number six in Test Creek. Steve Ward still got him covered. Uh, they trail by 301. Mm. Uh, Jeff, that might be where we take it to the Hall of, Hall of Fame. Fame. Hall of Fame. Uh, my Hall of Fame for today goes to... All right, this will take some explaining. Our commentary position is 
above the sight screen behind the bowler's arm. We have to be very, very conscientious when we swap over that we get in and out as quickly as possible because we do not want to be those guys who end up on TV because the umpires are saying sit down. We do not want that to happen. We would never, especially when we're a rights-holding broadcaster yes. on this series, that would be a bloody disaster It would, it would be a, very great, a grave humiliation. And so we have been immaculate with making sure that nobody is moving anywhere near our position during an over, especially when a left armour is bowling because we're on that side of the pitch. The Wakar Yunus so, end side. Yeah, so we've done we've done our thing. It's all good. It's all fine. Uh, it's the middle of the over. Noman Ali's bowling, the left arm spinner. And then this, like, I don't know, 17-year-old kid who was hanging about watching us just comes wandering in because he wants oh. to take some selfies oh. in front of the radio position. And he just walks in th- no. right in the middle of the over and starts doing this. And I'm, like, I'm trying to mime, yell at him to, to, to leave, but I'm on radio, so I can't. Oh. Oh, you should have gone the full Rex Hunt there. <laughs> You've missed an opportunity to go the full Rex Hunt. Never go the full oh. Rex Hunt. I, I'd say I'm, I'm doing Marcel Marceau. Get out of the there in the middle of the freaking over. Move. And he's like, what? And I'm like, hmm. And he's like, huh? And I'm like, how can you not misunderstand this signal? Piss off. Get out of here. Scram. And eventually he's like, oh. And off he shoots. Bless Lucky you. I didn't see it. I would have. I would have. Oh. I would have. Uh, I would have tackled him over the balcony. Yeah, you would have pulled out some some Barrett's under ace and wrestling moves or something <laughs> like you know off the railing, off the top rope, fucking body. No, he wouldn't him. have survived more than a couple of seconds had I been here. I would have been out of the chair. I would have said, "Excuse me, a couple of words from Pete Lawler. I've got someone to throw over the balcony. <laughs> I've got to go over the desk, hands first. Um, so yeah, that was a moment um, that which which was <laughs> okay. In, in retrospect, funny at the time. Horrifying, but luckily didn't hold up play. That is a relief for me as well. I didn't know about that. Uh, my one is uh, less eventful, only that I wanted to apologise to our Muslim listeners and watchers. I did put a tweet up earlier saying that, gee, the guys look knackered at the drinks break because they're, they're kneeling down taking their drinks. I didn't mm. realise that's what you do in the Muslim faith, to take yes. water. You, you take a knee as uh, as uh, umpire Alim Dar was with the two batsmen. So uh, to all those who pulled me up on that, fair play to all of you. I, I should have known that. Now I do. I won't mm. make that mistake again. Yeah, it is, it is something you see with the players as well well in the circles and so on a lot of them will go down one day I just genuinely thought that the Pakistani side during a drinks break like to sit down they, it was, yeah, they just as a matter to of course I, I just thought even if it's in, in England and it's 14 degrees they like to pull up a pew and good luck to them they love a sit you know it's like they're, they're, they're like college NFL footballers you know they take a knee alright coach <laughs> everybody in and take a knee quack 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 or, or it's like Meg Landing in the World Cup did you see that one where she took the catch and then just had a little lie down afterwards oh. she, she just took a catch of cover and then just sort of <laughs> Like had a nap for five seconds and then got up and celebrated. <laughs> it's hard work, captaining. Oh. Sometimes you just want to take a sit. So no, that's not why. But maybe they look. They get the rest as well. Okay, I want to take a sit down as well. So I'm going to wrap up this podcast. It's been the final word daily, Pakistan daily. Mm. Adam Collins, Jeff Lemon. Thanks to everybody who subscribes on Patreon, Patreon.com uh, forward slash the final word. If you like what we do, if you like watching us with these beautiful backdrops, mm. we've got one here. There's a, a phalanx of uh, floodlights behind me here today. Mm-hmm. There are mm-hmm. floodlights from uh, the, the the hockey stadium, the Olympic. Stadium, uh, the soccer stadium, and the cricket ground. Uh, you can watch us on YouTube and subscribe uh, in the usual place there. Uh, and that'll do us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Uh, goodbye, farewell, amen. See you tomorrow. Day three. See you then. I had to go about it.